So hi everyone and welcome to the sixth episode of the Uni Money podcast with your host Nitin Shesh Kumar and Shweta Jain. Uh, Shweta's voice is a little hoarse today. She's down with a year-ending cold, uh, so you actually have a slightly different voice to listen to. Yeah, you've been bored with my voice for the past couple of episodes. Entertain, uh, more like entertain, I'm sure. Yeah, so let's just assume that we have a new guest on the show in the form of a uh, slightly screaming banshee, which is. Shweta Jain today, right? So it might be a little hoarse, but I, I just suppose it adds to the uh, speciality of the episode. Yeah, it, I think hoarse voice sounds a little mysterious as well. So I'm sure on a podcast it hopefully sounds better. No comments, no comments there, Shweta. <laughs> I'm hoping that people haven't already tuned out by now. Uh, but so today let's talk about, I, I don't know when this is coming out, Shweta. We, again, uh, we haven't decided whether this is going to be a December 31st episode uh-huh. or it's going to be a 1st Jan episode. But either way, let's assume that this is going to be uh, the start of a topic for 2020 as we get into 2020. So right? we, wrap, we wrap up 2019 and we start 2020. So it's a year-end episode as well as the year-beginning episode. Just like Schrodinger's cat, neither dead nor alive, hopefully our episode is neither end nor beginning. Too much philosophy and I think I've already switched off from this episode <laughs> if you haven't already, right? So what we're going to be talking about today is something that affects uh, all of us, which is there in our minds uh, today. Um, is there a recession that is on its way? Uh, we keep seeing posts about uh, a growth slowdown in the country and this is not just in India, right? this is globally as well. Uh, is there a growth slowdown? What do we do? Are our jobs going to be affected? What should we do with our money? Uh, I had actually written an article about this in the Huffington Post a month ago, uh, which was actually inspired by a question that Hasan Minaj was asked in his Netflix show, The Patriot Act. An audience member asked him whether uh, about a looming recession, right? And that is what is scary, right? You you don't know whether it's coming, uh, you don't know whether it's actually already happening. Um, and in an, in an age where uh, we know exactly when our Uber or our taxi is arriving, uh, when our Amazon delivery is, you know, right at our doorstep, or who is even delivering our food order using Zomato or Swiggy, we know all of this, but we don't know actually whether or not a recession is going to happen and that's scary right yes. today more so we like to be in control and there is a possibility that in lots of parts of our daily life we can control things but something like this is not in our control right like a recession that we keep hearing about but on the other hand you see stock markets booming you see malls full of people shopping stuff not just window shopping right even at the black friday sale that happened a couple of weeks ago you saw, at least I saw on my Facebook timeline, enough people posting about their loot with multiple bags and that sort of just worries me and I wonder, is are we in a recession really or is there a particular section of people in a recession, is there a section of uh, industry in a recession? Right. Because on this hand that you're seeing stock markets booming and sales where people are shopping stuff so but on the other hand, yes. Yeah. And on the other hand, we are seeing people losing jobs. We have clients who've lost their jobs, stopped their SIPs, using their emergency funds, some of them, some of them uh, looking for jobs. And we also in our previous office space, we saw people <coughs> like multiple firings at one shot, right, right? right? The entire branch was shut down in a matter of a day. And uh, I didn't know this, but you told me that yeah. there was this guy who just joined 10 days back. Yeah. And you're surprise, seeing Surprise, surprise. Like you know, you just joined 10 days ago and then. 10 days later, hey, I'm sorry, you don't have a job anymore, right? Scary, right? And that is uh, what we're talking about. While there may be, uh, the picture may be rosy at some point, 
but there is the reality of the recession that we have to realize right so when we talk about gdp it's not something theoretical right. it's something that is real that's happening around us if we are looking at even a definition of recession right so it means to a more consecutive quarters of negative economy growth right uh, meaning gdp growth is contracting during this time and if right. we are seeing business sales coming down revenues coming down uh, we are seeing businesses stopping expanding not hiring people you and i also work with colleges right? right and we are seeing that the placement there is much lesser in fact one college that i spoke to mm. said they're now hiring one person where uh, the placement last year was for 20 people wow. so it's that is the sort of magnitude we're talking about so while uh, some of us who are uh, in a comfortable space in our careers maybe doing the shopping but the threat is real recession is very much real it's not just that numbers of gdp are uh, something that is you know just theoretical right? right so gdp has been the lowest since 2013 and this is directly affecting us whether it's the businesses that we work with so whether it's your associates whether it's friends children who are not finding jobs whether it's uh, you know whatever it is it is real so individuals are uncertain yeah. Uh, companies are uncertain, they don't want to hire more people, they don't want to expand. Yeah. And if you actually rewind a couple of months ago when this entire topic of whether or not a recession is coming started, um, the Google searches, so you can actually search for trending terms on Google, right? And the Google search for recession in India mm -hmm. actually had spiked to the highest level since 2011 or so. Uh, this was just wow. a couple of months okay. ago, right? So these, so, so these are mild indicators that most of us, at least with the rose uh, tinted glasses that we wear and come to office, kind of don't look at, right? Yeah. Unless it hits us in the face. Um, if what we're also seeing with individuals and businesses, right? They are becoming more and more risk averse. So whether it's banks refusing to give out loans, whether it's businesses who don't want to take additional risk in terms of expansion. Uh, and when individuals are threatened for their livelihood, Nobody is in the mood to take risk. So while equity flows and mutual funds may still be promising, um, that's not really a clear, clear indicator of where the economy is going. Right. So if you actually check the last, if you listen to the last podcast where uh, you know we were talking with uh, Gopal Agarwal, yeah. also we spoke about this, the slowdown and what people can expect in uh, you know in 2020 and going forward. Yeah. Right. And uh, it is interesting that what is interesting also is that. The slowdown or the announcement of a slowdown in the economy always comes with a lag. So you're already in a slowdown Correct. and you might be feeling it on the ground, but a government announcement or you know a foreign model like an IMF announcement only comes with a lag. So you might already be in a recession, uh, you might hear anecdotal stories about you know things happening. Uh, but you you don't have to really wait for that number yeah. uh, to be announced before you take a decision for yourself and protect yourself and your money, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what people then should be doing uh, in an environment like this, right, Shweta? So what is in your mind the number one priority for someone uh, who is uh, kind of thinking about money management and their personal finance in today's environment? So I think some of the points I did take out from that article of yours that came on Huffington Post. Um, so I call it the survival kit for right. individuals. Hmm. Uh, so first have a plan B. Uh, 
most of us don't like having a plan B because uh, intuitively we think having a plan B means we are not committing totally to plan A, mm-hmm. right? But having a plan B in terms of income, in terms of uh, jobs, in terms of a, a skill definitely helps. So I'm not telling people out there saying, okay, go out looking for another job while you're still working. But uh, where they can develop their skills, when they can hone an additional skill, definitely do it because that is something that you will be grateful for. So investing in yourself, I think so basically certification thing. programs, yes. online courses, there are tons of free online courses yes. which could be relevant to your job. Right? Absolutely. Um, because if you're uh, continuously upgrading yourself and learning, unlearning, relearning, uh, that means you ha- already have an edge. Right. So obviously, mm-hmm. uh, along along with that, make sure that you're polishing up your resume. Yes. You're not waiting till the last minute. Yes. Make sure that you're ma- maintaining your network of contacts. If there are people who you think could be helpful to you in case of any uh, you know, uh, adverse situation in your personal uh, job or anything else of that sort, make sure that you are proactively reaching out to people and just maintaining that connection. Yeah, I think one way uh, to network, uh, even while you're working, most of us think of networking as like a bad word. At least I know I do because I've never been good at it. But my perspective changed the minute uh, I looked at it differently. And that happened when I thought of networking as not something that I want. Uh, from people but where I was willing to give to people right so the minute I thought of uh, networking as okay how can I help others even if it's one person out there and I was suddenly more open to networking because now I was giving so along with networking there's also the point that maybe try and think of a secondary stream of income that you can create for yourself whether it is and I keep telling whether it's just doing or taking tuitions for our kids in your neighborhood yeah. you could have some fun doing that as well yeah. and learn something from the children yeah. that's also a possibility but try and create a secondary stream for yourself whether it's freelancing um, and doing some odd gigs uh, something that you're interested in uh, or something that you're just passionate about right it could be something completely different from your career but something Absolutely. That you're and about, ho- right? a hobby that you would have picked up and now can be uh, used to sort of teach others also making an income for you this is also a time where uh, if you're a couple and if one of you is a homemaker, um, this is a time where you can start contributing. You can work like a team. For example, if the husband is a uh, is into sales or is into business, um, and the wife is more into a hobby or teaching or whatever, any other the partner basically, then this helps you combine the two. You could start something together where you could uh, help promote or market uh, for your partner. I think it's also a great way to build that bond which otherwise is threatened financial right. when it comes to financial troubles don't forget right. it's an emotional thing as well Absolutely. there's a lot of emotional trauma with financial struggles and if you're not going to work as a team it could also jeopardize the relationship so this is a time where you can sort of bond together and uh, uh, if you're not going to and especially if you've not worked outside the house mm-hmm. um, it could be mean that you know you're putting yourself out there taking risks so as a couple when you do that it does two things one it cuts down your risk and second uh, you will not resent your partner because right. uh, there also could come in resentment when you're uh, the provider of the house and you're not able to provide uh, you're going to lash out so these are things that emotionally sort of happen and which is why we are in this business of money management right, right. so we can help people so a lot of emotional um, help also can happen through proper counseling so if you have an advisor 
ensure that you're talking to your advisor um, even before a recession is right. through, right? It hits you. So if you're not um, jeopardized in your job currently, it doesn't mean you will not ever be work with an advisor, um, not just for your money, but making sure your family is on the same right. page as well. So make sure that co those conversations keep happening, right? Absolutely. One of the conversations I had, Shweta, uh, with someone over a call was, and this was a year ago, uh, a year or a year and a couple of months ago. He'd actually lost his job, but he did not inform or speak to his wife about the job loss. So they continued living their life in the same way. Wow. It took him a year to actually finally get back to another job and that was at a, a, a pay cut as well. So it wasn't the same salary that he used to draw a year ago. Um, and it was only after he got a new job that he actually told his family that, listen, the last one year, we've been spending money the same way. Uh, but all of that has actually come out of savings, right? Wow, so this is another uh, sort of negative aspect of living in a patriarchal society, right? right? Where we are holding the man accountable and responsible for being the sole bread earner or a bread pro uh, major bread earner, right? right, right. Primary bread earner. So it's just about having those conversations, make yeah. sure those things keep happening, right? Yeah. Uh, so we spoke about the income side, but there's also the expenses side. Absolutely. And, this, and you might not be at risk today, uh, but it might be a good sense to really evaluate whether you need all those like very simple things, right? Like cutting the clutter. Do you really need that uh, Amazon Prime subscription, the Netflix subscription, the Z5 subscription, the Disney Plus subscription? You got subscriptions for everything, everything now, yeah. right? So it might actually be a good idea to revisit your expenses, look at your budget, uh, see if there are any frivolous expenses that you actually have and that you've been just using your credit card for or things like that okay. and evaluate where you stand from an expense uh, point of view and cut back on that as well, right? Yeah, so most of us when we're looking at money only look at earnings or income, we completely ignore expenses. I've seen only if you list down your expenses, you start cutting down your expenses. Just the act of listing them down right. does wonders to your uh, budgeting. But I think the problem also here, Shweta, is uh, in a situation like this, where there's a lot of negativity, uh, you also want to cheer yourself up. Right? Yes. And what do you do when you want to cheer yourself up? You, you go, go shopping, shop, right? you go uh, order food, you eat outside, you go out more, you watch TV more, you binge eat, you binge watch. Right. Yes. So, you these are just feel good things that you do which are going to hurt you more. Absolutely. They, they make you feel good temporarily right. and hurt you in the long run, which is why having a good grasp on some of these things uh, will help you deal with this situation better. Right. And I also want to raise the point of having a, a health insurance, which yeah. is apart from what your employer is actually providing you. Because what if now the employer really decides that they don't want you at work coming uh, from the next month onwards? Yeah. You may not have a health insurance in case during such a time an emergency were to pop up. So make sure you're actually taking a health insurance separately for your family apart from what your employer is actually providing. Yeah, this, right? is, this is one expense that they should not worry about taking on. Uh, if they're worried about too much premiums going into it, uh, they ha always have the benefit on the Section ATD. Right. And they could always take a uh, sort of a uh, floater rather than individual policies, but at least they have uh, some. So, by a floater, covered. you mean cover the entire family instead of just having an individual yes. policy for each member in the family? Yes. Right. So, health insurance, a lot of us just think of it saying, okay, let's just take a health insurance. There are a lot of options and the, you could customize it for your needs. For example, if you, if anybody in the family has diabetes, they could actually take a separate cover for them and right. not include them in the family because otherwise right. it could uh, increase the premium for everybody. 
the various things like that that you could look at so we spoken a bit about what you possibly could be doing um, if you feel the threat of your job uh, of a job loss but what if you have already lost your job and the recession recession has actually already hit you what do you do now yeah so this is sort of a tricky situation because uh, everything that you should do actually you should do before something like this hits you but now that you're there and if you're not prepared well uh, one of the things that you could do especially if you have these uh, uh, commitments of EMI is request your loan provider to give you a break on EMI depending on the kind of loan you could take a break for anywhere between 6 to 12 months you can do that really yeah you can do that you can request your loan provider see the idea is there also communication right, right. and uh, this is not a unique situation to just one or two people a lot of people are uh, struggling with this today so you could go to your loan provider and request them for a break depending on what your history has been with the provider right. if you have a great history great civil score mm-hmm. you will be at an advantage which is right. why even in our previous episodes we've continuously spoken about increasing your bettering uh, your credit score as well so it's always better to be prepared like always, the credit yes. score yes. is going to come a good credit score is going to come handy in a time like this yes right. absolutely right. so you would be at a better position than somebody in a similar situation but has a bad credit score mm-hmm. because they automatically uh, consider you lower risk and better prospect at repaying uh, your loans back right you could also cut down your expenses if you've not already done that and please communicate with your family because you need a buy in from every member of the family when they're committing to reducing expenses because it effectively means cutting down on your lifestyle very yeah. well you need to increase your lifestyle upgrade oh, yes, your lifestyle but yes. it's always going to be tough to downgrade right yes hmm. so it could mean as simple as not going out every weekend uh, but uh, say once in a month or so you don't really have to not go at all right. because that could mean that you are uh, demotivating yourself and at this point you need that motivation so if you're not going to get that by binge eating or binge watching um, ta- start doing things that will at least help you in the long run right uh, at such a time also you could pick up uh, things that help you do physically better mm-hmm. walk uh, right. exercise these will uh, uh, release endorphins which will help you uh, feel better right. and you'll be more motivated to look for jobs and basically more positive on life you feel better about yourself yes, right even yes. though you may not have a job you at least try and make yourself feel better yeah, without without going outside and spending money on unnecessary yes, shopping yes so this is an easier right. cheaper way to feel better right. what also happens is when you feel better about yourself uh when you go for an interview or when you go out and uh, if you're starting your own business whatever even with the failures you will be able to cope with them better i do want to ask shweta about um, the emergency fund right and this is something that we always say yeah. to have ready yeah. at least 6 months to 12 months worth of your expenses put aside for emergencies such yes. as this right yes. um in a situation like this this is the fund that you would now dip into in order to kind of tide you over right absolutely but do you think there could be a mental block as well where even though you set it aside for this reason or you save this money uh drawing down from it every month and let's say you're out of a job for let's say 6 months yeah. and there are no signs of change in the first 3 months and you've already drawn down 3 months worth of expenses uh how does that affect you from a personal from a financial standpoint as well as as well as from a mental standpoint So I think liquid fund if you're withdrawing and using you're still okay mentally but the minute you start dipping into your long term savings is when the trouble starts right. uh, so my recommendation to people would be don't start dipping into your long term assets especially if they're income generating be it a property where you're earning a rental income if you are or you're getting dividends because the minute you start selling off income generating assets you're in big trouble right 
so liquid funds is still okay because that's this is the whole purpose and which is why when people come to us the first thing that we do is start them on a liquid uh, fund sip correct so now we have spoken about some of the things that you have to do both from a mental standpoint as well as a personal finance standpoint right but now let's also talk about the portfolio because in the end that also matters right and in a situation like this where the economy is not doing too well uh, even though at this point in time the stock market is sending us a completely different signal uh, at some point either the economy really has to catch up and hopefully it does or the stock market has to kind of come to terms yeah. and you know uh, it needs a reality check of sorts yeah. right uh, so in a situation like that even the money that you saved up for the long term in equity is going to see a lot of Uh, ups and downs, yes. More downs than ups at yes. this point in time, maybe, and that's going to again create a panic-like situation because uh, this is money that you have saved up, and suddenly if you see see it fall by twenty to thirty percent, uh, you are dipping into your liquid fund for emergencies. Plus, you are seeing your long-term value getting eroded as well. Uh, what should people do to kind of stay away from this uh, illusion that their long-term portfolio is getting? Uh, affected. I don't know if I should call it an illusion because it is actually real. But yeah. what should it? What should they One do? One is don't look at the long-term portfolio. Right. I know with time on your hand, uh, it's easier to um, keep looking at your portfolio and feel good about something that is there. But the minute uh, you're seeing twenty, thirty percent fall in your portfolio, it's not going to be feeling good. So don't look at your long-term portfolio. Uh, for those of you who have the liquidity of maybe. even 12 months of liquid funds or whatever you could use these opportunities to invest because uh, at any point of time we keep talking about asset allocation right? right so not that everything that you have for long term is going to be only in equities right. there will be parts and debt and uh, year end review of your portfolio is not going to hurt so if there is money in equity that you've made and you're now over exposed to equity right. it's not a bad idea to move with that money back into debt mm-hmm. not necessarily liquid fund but at least move it back to debt absolutely so stay stay away from the uh, financial news media as well yes. could be an advice because there's a lot of noise that happens a lot of scare uh, you will get scared if you see see the news even if you read the newspapers right and you see yes, recession you yes. see market and depressed Yeah. yeah so it's best to probably stay away uh, be a little more proactive uh, in case you are in a good position right now but you're worrying about recession be proactive take some of the steps that we have spoken about today um, and don't worry too much if your portfolio is in line with what your goals are right yes, yes. anything else to add shweta i think just that while we are all uh, uh, negative and uh, look pessimistic uh, at least sound pessimistic here uh, i can blame that on my voice Uh, but uh, trust me, we are optimistic uh, from a long-term point of view. These blips, if they were not there, uh, it wouldn't make uh, our work so much more fun, and there wouldn't be a need for advice really. So uh, don't forget to enjoy today. Don't forget to uh, enjoy 2020 and uh, be optimistic, uh, but also realistic. So once you plan all of these, uh, there is ample space to be optimistic. I so think. you can sleep better at night as well. Yes. So get get better sleep in 2020. That should be the advice as we as we actually uh, start a new year, right? And don't and stop worrying too much. Yes. Right. So thank you all for tuning in to what is either the final episode for 2019 or the first episode for 2020. Uh, we hope um, you've you've got some good takeaways from this uh, from this episode from the both of us. Uh, we look forward to uh, bringing more of these things to you. Uh, we hope it's been useful. Have a happy new year uh, from all of us here at Uni Money, um, and happy investing for the new decade as well. Yes, happy investing and happy twenty twenty.